Do you know that today is not Thursday? Um, well, it's not Nacho Day either. No, but do you? No, 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 no. Do you know? All right, let, 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 let me try this again. Let me try this again. Bell, do you know what today is? I don't. Okay, what what day do you think it is? I think it's Saint Swithin's Day. No, you have to answer accurately. You have to say the oh. actual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay. You're trying to get you to set me up here. All right, let me try one more time. One more time. Right, Bell. Yes. All right, Bell. Bell. Do you know what today is? Thursday. No, it's not Thursday. It's Thursday. Welcome to Panel to Screen. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell. That's right. It is Thursday. And yes, that is where the name came from. Uh, you know, actually, very recently, I don't know why, but I got on this kick trying to figure out, like, I realized that Thursday sounds a lot like Thursday. And I looked it up and I found out that Thursday actually is Thursday. And not only that, but Wednesday is Woden's Day. And uh, and and Frigga, Frigga is Friday and, you know, friggin Friday, man. We got we got all the days of the week except for Saturday are based off of Norse gods. And I've got even something to take it even further for you to Uh-oh. stretch as far as I possibly can to connect this to Flash TV talk. You ready for this? <laughs> yes. OK. All right. So do you know what Thor's day was originally like who Thor's day was originally named after? Um, um, uh, I don't know. OK. Probably Jupiter. Like, yeah, it's just the Justinian calendar, right? That's like, right. So you had the yeah. Roman gods are all, were, you know, they were the names for all of the things. But then when we switched to Germanic, that's when they're like, hey, well, we're going to just name these after our gods. Okay, so Thursday or uh, Jupiter's day, what's that the god of? They say thunder. They say, well, we got one of those. Now it's going to be Thor's day. And then they go, you know, uh, uh, this is Aphrodite. She's the goddess of love. Well, we got one of them. Her name is Frigga. That's a Frigga's day. So we do the whole calendar like that. Until two factors, two factors. One, they get to Mercury, flash connection. They get to Mercury's day and they're like, okay, well, what's he the god of? Well, he's kind of the messenger god and the god of travelers. And they're like, oh, we got one of them. That's Odin or Woden. So that's Woden's day. So Wednesday, Woden's day is actually was originally named for Mercury, which of course is the uh, deity of speed whose helmet is worn by Jay Garrick. So boom, there's one flash connection. Got another one for you, Bell. The only greek rather roman god in the calendar that they did not have a corresponding uh, uh deity in the germanic pantheon that could co- that could you know replace it was saturn who is of course the god of uh the underworld no time Sat- what? no the underworld no man oh, that's-, that's hades or uh pluto pluto yeah pluto yeah yeah pluto and the roman god no no the god of time man the god of time see it's all connected <laughs> And also, you know, we record on Wednesday, which, which, you know, usually, usually, right. We didn't today, but yeah, it makes sense. You know, yeah. You know, flashes, flashes day by proxy. Yeah. We we record flash podcast on. There you go. Uh, The formerly Mercury's day and uh, now Woden's day. And and there you go. I I think it's fascinating stuff, but I'll tell you this, man, we got a fascinating show to talk about because we are continuing on our TV talk plus series as we go through these Disney plus shows. And man, we have got one I have been jonesing to talk about, man. I've been like really, really just just 
Mm, salivating. Looking forward to talking about this show with you. We are talking Loki here on, I guess I, I, I gave us a panel to screen intro and last week I gave us a, a, a TV talk in, intro. So <laughs> is this a variant bell? Which, which yeah. <laughs> are we, we'll have we skewed out. off? <laughs> yeah, if if we get if we get uh you know erased uh halfway through the episode, uh, uh the audience will know exactly which one it was. That's right. That's right. We'll we'll find out. Man, before we jump into this, I just I have to acknowledge a couple of things. First of all, spoilers, right? Like full on spoilers, no holds barred, spoilers for days, spoilers, multiversal spoilers, spoilers for the universe, all, all kinds spoilers of spoilers. Spoilers for hundred years. <laughs> yeah. Rick, Rick and spoiler, spoiler and Morty. Yes, spoilers, spoilers. Here there be spoilers and you've been world. That's the first thing. Second thing, in in true time travel fashion, I, this is a message that comes from the end of the show that's actually appearing at the beginning of the show to give you a heads up that we're all over the map in this one. We don't take our traditional standard thing. Imagine speedster speculation for the entire episode. That's what this is. So just, <laughs> that's pretty it's pretty accurate. I just want to give them a heads up, man, because they're about to get into this and they're gonna be like, What what why aren't you talking about the character arcs and yada yada? No, no. No, this is time travel and multiverse, and it is speedster speculation for like the next hour. So just want to give you a heads up before you get in. <laughs> We've done our part. All right. We are now the variants. I think we need to prune ourselves. Yes. Bye-bye. Back to the uh, uh, sacred versions of us. All right. So I asked you this last week, man, and I want to I want to ask you this again. When it was announced, when all the Disney Plus shows were announced, um, where did Loki stand for you in terms of like hype level? Like, were you at hype level midnight with Loki or was this kind of like, eh? or where, where were you when they first announced the show? Well, I'm trying to remember exactly when they announced it. Did they announce it? Um, it was at the same time as, uh, Falcon and the winter soldier and WandaVision and what if, right. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking if they announced it, um, before infinity war, this they was didn't. certainly post, this was post in game, man. Okay. This is phase four announcement. So they announced it after after Endgame, uh, when they were first kind of getting everybody hyped and ready for what was to come. Like, you know, this was this was their big swing for the fences while also kind of reshuffling the universe, right? Because they had yeah. just, you know, concluded like this massive saga with Endgame. And so there was kind of this question of like, well, does Marvel really have anything? Like, does Marvel still have something to say? Like, what 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 can we expect? And this is what we got. So I am very curious, man. What uh, what are your thoughts? Where where did this fall in kind of the hype level uh, of the Disney Plus series for you before seeing it? So I think like since so yeah, definitely they definitely announced it after Endgame, right? Um, so I think at that point I was curious because I was like, Loki's dead, <laughs> right? Spoilers. So I didn't know what they're going to do with it. Like, is this is this going to be like you know? Loki's adventures like messing with Thor like turning into a snake and because Thor likes snakes and then you know Thor picked him up and then he like you know would stab him uh, and then we just have like a bunch of comedic acts of Thor and Loki betraying one another <laughs> so I, I I don't know like I I, I want to say this is one of those ones where I was I had really no idea what was going on and I was like uh, okay we'll we'll check it out like I think I was more excited for WandaVision for Falcon and Winter Soldier um, I mean, Loki's cool, but like, I don't think he, I was like, oh man, I've got to know what happens to Loki. It, it wasn't really a thought in my mind. And then they started releasing the promotional material for it. And I was like, okay, this could get interesting. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, I, I guess the last time we saw him, you know, uh, wasn't in game when he, when he picked up the Tesseract. And so I was like, well, there's something there of course. And, um, I wasn't quite sure what, what they're going to do with it. 
and I thought it was just going to be like Loki gallivanting around time or, or like, I don't know. It, this one was weird. It's a bizarre concept. Yeah. Yeah. But the more I saw about it, the more excited I got about it. Okay. So I'm, I'm in the exact same boat as you, man. Like this, this came out, I was WandaVision was kind of top tier, probably uh captain or uh, Falcon and the winter soldier was, was probably a close second. And then, and then there was this and what if, and both of these, I was kind of scratching my head. I was like, Okay, well, I mean, look, I, I realize you know Tom Hiddleston has a has a large fan base. Uh, this interpretation of Loki has been very popular. They they gave him kind of this this kill off, and then they're skewing him off so they can tell these stories. And immediately, I'm thinking they skewed him off so they can like have this character play in like a little pocket universe, and therefore, you know, we don't. It's not going to have any impact on the rest of the rest of the world, like the rest of the MCU. Like this was my mindset going into this. I thought that's that was the whole mindset. It's like, all right, we're just trying to keep, you know, keep that Tom Hiddleston, um, you know, keep keep that train coming. You know, we we don't want to we don't want to lose out on the, on the Tom Hiddleston fans here. Yeah, because we can't really bring him back because he's dead, but people like him, so we'll give him his own little universe to play in. Exactly. And so I thought that's what this was. It was a whole little side adventure. And honestly, I was very, very disinterested in an alternate Loki in an alternate universe having absolutely nothing to do with the MCU as a whole. Yeah, and that is not what we got, Bell. It's not. It's not at all. <laughs> it's not, not at, all. at all what we got. Very this big. show, man. This show right here. This did everything I wanted Wandavision to do. Like I remember. Every uh, I was I was satisfied with WandaVision. I enjoyed WandaVision, but what I had wanted from WandaVision, what I had WandaVision from wanted. Oh gosh, that was terrible. <laughs> anyway, was bad. What I had wanted from WandaVision, I, I didn't get. I didn't get it at all, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. However, this show right here, man, this gave me everything that I was hoping for from that show and more. I, you know, there's just you don't even know. This was like the show I didn't know I wanted, and it's it's. Mwah, chef's kiss so good yeah yeah a show i didn't know i wanted i think is a, is a great descriptor of it so all right so let's let's start off with uh the concept of uh of the tva here um i <laughs> you, you you know immediately uh you're getting these kind of like retro vibes uh going on at every single level uh bell what was your knowledge of the tva or or uh yeah no just let's start with that what was your knowledge of the tva is there a tva in the comics i have no idea like it was, i thought this was brand new no there actually there is a tva in the comics so i guess really? that answers my question yeah that answers your question i had no idea like i thought i thought this was just you know something that they created uh for for the show because that's the thing is like we don't have like you know it, it's always i guess been assumed that there's been one timeline the only thing we, we even mention different timelines is you know dr strange uh they, they start talking about different like they bring out the concept of the multiverse and then we had you know the the microverse um or the quantum realm you know in ant-man but like these never seem to sort of exude out of their own um properties until endgame right like when that's when the, that's when the quantum realm kind of came in as a as a means to uh, teleport through time um uh in doctor strange the the concept of multiverses uh never seemed to really do anything outside of the Dr. Strange universe, but we'll see that that's, that's certainly going to change in multiverse of madness, obviously. Um, so yeah, this was like, this was, this was new and this was interesting and I had never really heard of the TVA. And so it was kind of cool um, to learn about it, I suppose. 
Well, all right. So initially, you know, we're kind of introduced to this concept. We've got this uh, uh, figure that is heavily implied uh, that we don't know uh, yet. Uh, you know, initially that uh, that o- that Owen Wilson is hunting down. We believe that this is pro- probably Loki, uh, a Loki uh, from somewhere across time and space. And of course, we do find out that that is the case. Um, Owen Wilson, man, when he was announced for this show, uh, what what were your thoughts about the casting? Again, I'm, I'm asking before you actually saw him in the role. Oh, when when Owen Wilson was cast, I was like, yeah. wow, <laughs> wow, oh wow, wow, that's incredible, wow, wow, wow. wow. <laughs> I think I think I spent like you know after after hearing that casting announcement, I think I spent the next 15 minutes going, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. Got it. Got it. Thank you <laughs> wow. very much. I, I was, um, this surprised me, man. Owen Wilson in an MCU, like in a Marvel movie felt weird to me, uh, at least when it was first announced. Um, he's just such a, he's kind of like Jeff Goldblum in that you, you, you kind of get Owen Wilson. It's not like he's going to become somebody different or anything of that nature. You just, you're just going to get Owen Wilson. And of course we've had Jeff Goldblum, but Jeff Goldblum was playing Jeff Goldblum for a very Jeff Goldblum like character, a character like Mobius or, you know, in this kind of like high fantasy, high sci fi type of role seemed like a very weird place to put an Owen Wilson type. And yet and yet, Bell was spot on. Perfect. Well, you know, you mentioned Grandmaster and and like, yeah, you know, they, they said Jeff Goldblum and I was like, um, interesting. I wonder what kind of character he'll play, but it worked perfectly for him. And so I'm like, well, obviously, whoever's casting Marvel stuff knows the character well enough to cast somebody to do it well. And I, yeah, you know, it it worked out fine. I wasn't, I wasn't like, I don't know if that's going to work. I was like, I'm curious to see how it's going to happen, like what's going to happen and and how, uh, what this character is going to be like. Because yeah, I I was, I was expecting um, Hansel. He's so so hot hot right right now. now. Yeah. So hot right now. Yeah. So hot right now. Um, And, yeah, we kind of got, you know, time traveling Hansel and I loved it. <laughs> well, I mean, not, no, it, I, I would uh, I would push back a little bit on that. Like, <laughs> like come on, man. Like, I, I get what you're saying. But no, I mean, like Mobius is an extremely intelligent character. And what I love about like the dynamic that exists between Loki and Mobius is as it's kind of stated, like outright, like Loki is a performer. He wants everybody to know that he is like, you know, how smart he is. And he is. It's not like he's trying to put on something that's not true, uh, although he does do that quite a bit. But it's not like he's trying to uh, pretend that he's something that he's not in terms of his, his intellect. But at the same time, he just wants everybody to know it. Mobius is very much a cards close to the chest type of character. And I think, you know, from that standpoint, Owen Wilson plays him just to perfection. Um, we know that this is obviously a character who is... You know, we are rather through his eyes, we see the TVA not just as this kind of bureaucratic, you know, retro organization that we're first presented to. It is almost like a cult or a religion, uh, which was something that I, I found really, really fascinating. His entire philosophy on on kind of uh, life and the world and the way in which he looked at the TVA, uh, you know, it, it was just really bizarre almost to see these two, like this motif and this philosophy, which seem very kind of counterintuitive or, or at least something you don't normally see married together. I mean, it just worked really, really well. There's just so much I want to get into in kind of like the larger picture. I don't even know where to begin, honestly, because <laughs> there's like, there's just a lot here to, to chew on. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about our, I guess, villain slash hero. Although that's the thing. 
everyone is a villain here, right? Like, who is our hero? Kang. Is Kang the hero? <laughs> like, he's been he's been wiping people off the timeline. Like, he's like he's a, a you know, I mean, he points out like his line at the end of, you know, we're all villains here. Like, just that that very matter of fact truth that you have Kang. Well, I mean, again, he's not Kang. I mean, like we, we can't technically can't even call him that. He's the one who remains. And essentially he's trying to exist to keep Kang out of existence. Right. Or yes. potential Kangs out of existence. Yeah. An infinite um, number of Kangs, an infinite number of Kangs that are out there. Uh, Franklin Richards. They don't know. They never actually say, if I'm not mistaken, what his actual name is. So we don't know where they're going to take his origin story. Uh, we don't know if he's going to end up being a descendant of Mr. Fantastic or not. Uh, I think, I think it's a huge missed opportunity if they don't. I think they should absolutely uh, maintain that and make him some kind of descendant uh, from from uh, Reed Richards. Uh, I think that would be, I think that'd be incredible. Uh, but no, we don't actually know a whole lot about He Who Remains, except because of you know, uh, you know, because you know, we we knew that he would be cast as um, as Kang. We knew that you know that the, that he was going to be tied to um, to Kang in some capacity, but they never actually say Kang in the show. No, they don't, which was interesting. No, you've got the timekeepers, and you know there's kind of multi level. All right, so all right, let me get back to this cult. All right, we essentially have in this show, we've got two gods of mischief of alternate timelines teaming up to disrupt a cult a fascist cult right yeah well well, you know sylvie's motivations are kind of like you know what did i do to deserve being erased from existence right i mean she's just mad man she's just she's literally like her goal is just to to it's revenge it's like pure revenge she doesn't even want to take over she doesn't want to take like take control i don't even know that she's that big on like overall liberating the timeline i think she just wants revenge yeah, like she, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe at, at the most noblest point of her character arc was to prevent this from happening to other people like her, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it seems like she's mainly just just out for vengeance, right? She wants to um, pay back the timekeepers for what they did to her. And so that's the thing. I think that, you know, so she, so, all right, so with that in mind, though, she's not a hero, right? No, yes, yes, Wait. she is not, she's not a hero. Okay. And Loki is Loki a hero? And let me be clear on this. This is something that bothered me about the show. There's not a lot that did bother me, but the one thing I hate that we called her Sylphie. Why couldn't we just call her Loki? Because people would, I don't know, get confused. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I, it's funny because like when I was talking to people about it, I never, I never called referred to her as Sylphie. I always called her uh, Loki, or if it was, if I was referring to both of them, I called her Shaloki, and then uh, uh, the other Loki is Haloki. So Haloki and Shaloki, I think, would have made. <laughs> Far cooler names, and they would have been fun to say. Well, I just call her Shaloki. Yeah, Shaloki. Well, I mean, like if you're going to call her Shaloki, then you got to call Loki Haloki. Well, I'm I'm wondering if um, because they're both Loki. Like both of them are Loki. Let's see here. Well, I wonder if there's like a female version of the name Loki, because like you know, you you can do. uh, Is Loki uh, masculine? I mean, if you look at Norse mythology, Loki is like he's been both male and female. Like he's traditionally male for sure, but I mean he has also taken the form of a female before. He's like, <laughs> yeah, like see uh, Secret Avengers, right? Well, actually, I wouldn't even talk about the comics. I was talking about Norse mythology. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but yes, that as well. Uh, in on the comics as well, he uh, I don't uh, in the Illuminati uh, when he was a member of the um, or the Cabal rather during Dark Reign. Uh, Dark Reign, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Shaloki then, and so that's the thing. I think I don't know. I just I I thought it was I was really glad that he who remains didn't call Sylphie Sylphie, but called her Loki, which is her name. Like I just I thought that was I thought it was good because a lot of the tension of this show is this concept of, I guess, our Loki falling in love with a version of himself. But I feel like calling her a different name takes away that narrative so that it's more like, I mean, is she really him? Like, no, yes, that is supposed to be him. Like that needs to be like more clear. And I feel like it wasn't clear in the way they, in the way they did it. And I I think it would have been better uh, if they didn't treat her like an, like an offshoot of Loki like they're technically both offshoots of Loki Prime or the uh, the sac- sacred Loki, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and that's interesting too because I guess just at at any point anyone could become a variant of themselves. Like 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 Cap. I mean, okay, let's talk about Cap. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, say it. like is 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 Cap is old man Cap the Cap that comes back? Is he a variant? Like clearly not. He wasn't erased from existence. But, but like, he why? was when he was on the other timeline, right? No, he was in a timeline where he shouldn't have been, unless that timeline that he went to he never existed there. In which so, case, why would why would uh, Peggy fall in love with him and stuff? And you know, I I don't. So all right, I've thought I've thought a lot about this because you know the question is why didn't the TVA step in with Cap? Like I get Which it. What you know, Loki himself said, "Why didn't you mess with the Avengers? They they screwed with time." Well, and they say, I mean, they say specifically that was supposed to happen, and I think that's true. I think that, and that explains it for the Avengers because we know that they go around and they clip all the branches, so it's not those timelines never actually skew off because uh, I, Cap went back in time and clipped all the branches, so that all those timelines are back in line with the sacred timeline. But here's the thing: that that's true, except for two exceptions. One is the one that we saw in this show with the variant Loki, uh, the variant Loki. And the other is the one where Cap went and lived his life. And there's no explanation for that. You know what I mean? I mean, was it because Cap didn't change? I, I mean, because, you know, the, the, the timekeepers and, you know, um, Kang, like they, they knew everything that was going to happen. And so perhaps they knew that there would be no substantial changes to the timeline if Cap goes back and did what he did versus Loki, who's a mischievous, mischievous person who's going to go in and mess stuff up. But okay, so here's here's the question then. Uh, let's say that that's the case. Where did Cap get the shield then? Well, I, I, I did you watch the video I sent? You no, know, no. But my point is that if he's on that timeline and that timeline is supposed to like, so a, a variant timeline can only exist if it is as close to the 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 sacred timeline as possible right like yeah. technically there there are more than one there's not just one timeline like you saw even in the the way that they were scanning it there were different timelines but they all kind of maintain a similar enough trajectory that we don't end up ultimately like, like we know by the end of the show what they're fighting is timelines where alternate uh uh man do i guess i guess we'll call him kang for for lack of a better name again at this point we don't actually know them to be kings other than the one king the conqueror uh but you know so anyway they're they're trying to maintain uh timelines where none but he who remains will remain right 
Yeah. So anything that could potentially create another he who remains or another another Kang, that's when a timeline has to be snipped off. That will ultimately result in another one. Yeah. Right. So well, so 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 as far as Cap's shield goes, right? Like it was destroyed at Endgame in this alternate reality that Cap goes to. Uh, so 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 in in the main MCU timeline, it's removed, right? It's gone because it's broken. Uh huh. Um, in this variant timeline that Old Cap comes back from, it's also removed from that by Cap. Right but now, it's back in the main timeline. So there's one without one and one with it. So this is what I'm saying. So I think that Cap, the the argument that Cap did nothing in in the alternate timeline, I don't think it's true. I think Cap was active in some form or fashion in the other timeline. Certainly was active enough to to get a shield. Yeah, because he um, saved Bucky. Bucky became Captain America. Oh my gosh! And okay. Then Bucky gives his shield to Cap, and then or uh, to Sam, and then Sam ages out of the role because he's not a super soldier. Gives it to Old Cap, and then Old Cap comes back and gives it to Sam. In okay. Regular yeah, role. yeah. You, you explained this. Like, okay. You know, it's it's yeah, a cool. It's it's cool. No, it's happened. A, it's a cool theory. It's a cool theory. But my point is that let's say that's the case. That is very different than the sacred timeline. It doesn't result in a in a Kang. So, so is that is that the argument then? That I mean, I guess that, that, those are the rules that were set down, right? Like, well, I got I got another one I want to throw your way. Ooh, yeah, that's right. What what if Bell? What if actually the reason why Cap was even able to uh, go and live his life in an alternate timeline is because of what we saw in the series, because the multiverse was formed. So you're telling me that. The all of this took place in between the time between uh Loki taking the Tesseract and them finally defeating Thanos. I'm saying that time in the TVA works different. Yes, that that is very true. They uh during the course of this show, they clipped, or at least we're we're doing the the work to prune rather the the Loki variant that we saw from Endgame. I would say, let, let me or let me just let me just throw this theory at, at you that they probably had on their list to go prune uh, or, or, or deal with the Captain America timeline, the cap timeline. OK, the old cap timeline. And it probably wasn't pruning cap because like you like you mentioned, he technically isn't a variant. He is kind of the main one, but they would have to go in after he left to wipe out that timeline. Right. Yes. Okay. So one of two things happened. Either they did that and Cap lived a very happy life with Peggy until I guess maybe Peggy died. And then he came back to to his home base timeline. And the second he left, the TVA showed up with one of those yellow bombs and eradicated everybody in that universe. (laughs) Because that's what they do. Well, that is what they do. Yeah. So either that happened or before they were able to the events of uh, Loki happened, and so that universe now do- is still in existence because the TVA never got a chance to do it before the multiverse, you know, basically reset the TVA into Kang, whatever whatever Kang's doing with it. We don't know what he's doing with it yet. Yeah, because you know what I'm saying. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so in between, um, yeah. So, so it's either a situation where Cap comes back as old Cap, and then the universe is destroyed that he was in, or um, he goes back and unbeknownst to him, multiverses are allowed now and he can multiverse it out and then come back. Something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, I'm just, I, that's, that's my, those, that's kind of the two things I'm, I, I'm more inclined because before for the longest time I, I watched, I, after watching the show, I was like, man, this means that like Cap's universe died. Like they wiped it out. The second that he pieced out of his universe, that universe like was killed off. So Cap technically un- unknowing to him, of course, like doomed an entire universe. He saved our universe. Like he helped save ours, but doomed another one just so he could go and live his life with Peggy. That's why he didn't tell Sam about Peggy because, you know, Sam, <laughs> asked him, so know. you want to tell me about that lady? And he's like, no, I don't think I will, because he knows uh-huh. that like, you know, he goes there and they're like, all right, Cap, you know, Peggy's gone. You got to come back. We got to kill everybody in this universe. We let you live here, <laughs> you know, to, to, to live out with your the <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, you had to deal with Thanos and we get that 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 needed to happen in order to secure the sacred timeline. Right. So, all right, we're going to uh, you, you got your GPS thing and we can bring you back like whichever one you want to do. But like once you're gone, bro, like all this stuff's done. Yeah, I don't I don't think that I don't I don't think that <laughs> I don't think Cap would have known that. <laughs> but it is it is interesting. That's that has been of everything that's kind of been on my mind after this this series the what happened to Cap's universe. Because everybody's like, you know, it's we we had all this speculation about like, oh, you know, what could he have done? And, you know, where did the shield come from? And yada, yada, yada. But ultimately, like after this, it's like, uh, they still around or not? And so I'm 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 curious. I don't know if we will ever get I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we will ever get a an explanation as to what uh you know Cap's alternate life timeline was like? No. Um, his contract's done. They're not going to give him a new one. And so, I mean, if, if they do, I mean, maybe it'd be like a what if thing where like, they, yeah, they don't have to do, you know, his voice, uh, cause they, I, I've noticed in every, what if that has uh, Steve Rogers in it, it's not Steve, it's not, uh, um, Chris Evans voicing him. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, like, I think, I think that's, that's probably right. I mean, if they, um, if, if they were to do it, it would certainly be in a, in an animated capacity. But um, it, it could have worked. All right. So one of the things, uh, you know, kind of going through a, a few other things here. I love the fact that such a monumental event came down to the gods of mischief. You know what I mean? Like, like ultimately, Loki is an agent of chaos, right? Yeah. And so I love that, like, this entire plot line revolves around chaos being entered into uh the universe and essentially like you think about like loki's whole deal right i want to be king i want to be king well there is this like god complex that he has but we never really see him do anything other than just be a trickster he never wanted to be king he says that twice well but he wanted he wanted like he wanted validation yeah he wanted validation like, you know, that's what he said to Thor. He said, I never wanted to be king. I just want to be treated as your equal. And then in right. this one, you know, he tells he tells uh, Sylvie, sorry, uh, Shaloki, um, that uh, he doesn't want to be king because he doesn't. I think it's just a validation that he craves. And that's that's, you know, power is one way that he sees to get validation. Um, it's really the only way because of his warped, you know, um, view on the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I get that. I definitely get that. But like what I love is that he actually does. Like in this, he essentially he essentially gets that power, right? Like he does become like probably more so than he ever was a god. Well, yeah. and uh, is that true though? I don't know. Actually, maybe that's not true. Maybe it's more of like Sophie that does because she ultimately is the one that makes the. Well, she's the god killer. 
Um, Lo- I, Loki, Loki, t- uh, by taking over uh, Kang, I'm just gonna say Kang. Okay, he who remains, whatever you know, by yeah, taking over yeah. as he who remains, then yes, he would have that godlike power, right? Um, but uh, by not allowing, <sighs> but I guess you know. But think about it. He still, he still made a choice. Like they made a choice. They had like, all right. So Kang offering them the the choice as to like kill him and send the the universe into the like into chaos, or you know take over and manage the multiverse, or rather manage the sacred timeline. Right. So it. I guess my point is that it doesn't really matter what they do. The fact is that by having that choice. They now have godlike power. Yeah. Even if they choose to do nothing, that's still a choice. Yeah. So he really like Loki ends up becoming one of the most powerful, like the he, like no one of the most powerful beings in the entire universe. Because he gets to choose whether or not to continue or in the uh, in the universe. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's but, an interesting arc for his character. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Like, and, and that's the most interesting thing about it, right? Because you know he he wants power to to uh feel validated and feel uh you know um maybe not accepted but like i don't know yeah to 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 feed his ego or for whatever purpose and depending you know no matter what happened with that choice that he made no one would ever know about it which is interesting right so he gets all like the the literal ultimate power of the universe to to maintain it or destroy Mm. it and Mm -hmm. no one will know about that so no one will be able to validate him on that except for um Sylphie. Yeah. Uh, which is the only person that he now wants validation from. So all right, let's talk about the relationship there, right? So Sylphie, Sylphie Loki, Haloki, Shaloki, whatever, you know. So like uh, is it a love story for the ages? Is it weird? Is it is it what is it? It <laughs> what 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 is that, Bell? I don't know. I don't know. Like, how did you because I, I saw so many different like hot takes on that dynamics like well i mean it's more of like a you know lannister situation and i was like no nah, it's more like they're they're not they're from different universes so it doesn't really count like to me it was the ultimate mirror bro yeah like you know from our our webcomic the brogues where we have a you know a character called mirror bro who is literally in love with himself and is a is a narcissist nar- yes bring back the you know greek and roman mythology we were talking about at the beginning exactly and so i i mean like i really wish they would have leaned in harder on that because i think that's a really interesting aspect of his character because they 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 paint him as going through discovering something of selflessness right yeah in his love for for sylphie but the 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 tension there is that this sense of like, he has found selflessness is in love of himself. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I I felt like they, they could have, I wish they would have leaned. That's my main thing is they, I wish they would have leaned in harder. I don't know if like the goal was they really wanted Loki to have this kind of like come away from this as being like, Oh no, he is selfless now. I'm like, Oh, well, he's not selfless. He loves himself. That was the thing is Loki never loved himself enough to, you know, cause you got to love yourself. All right. See, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Huh. They, they wrapped it in, in one thing. Right. So like, you know, you gotta be able to love yourself before you can love someone else. Well, Loki love 
finally loved himself and someone else at the same time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, but you, I you had me with the loving themselves like that. That I, I'm, I'm tracking with you there. I'm tracking yeah. with you there. But like, you know, to again to make another kind of flash comparison. Um, then this didn't bother me to the extent that it did on the flash, but like, you know, the, the thing that was so frustrating is when the, the, the forces referred to, you know, Barry and Iris's mom and dad. Right. And yet they were also supposed to be their own persons. I, this is kind of part of what bothered me is when they sometimes treated selfie, like she was a, a, a completely different and not a Loki or not, not like him or something of that nature. Uh, and then sometimes it's like, Oh, well you fell in love with yourself. Like, which one is it? Like, is is she him and he she, or are they two completely separate, like beings to the point where they're, you know, they might as well not even be the same person. You know what I mean? They're variants, right? So like, they are. I, they're both Lokis but they're really not similar in, in, in motivation or in a lot of other things. They're both crafty and cunning and, and like a lot of those personality traits are similar, but like, they're not the same. Totally different people. No, I, I get that. They've had different life experiences. They, you know, so they're, they're not the same from that standpoint, I guess, I guess because of that reason, because they are so different, I wish they would have, I wish that she would have just been called Loki. Like, I just, I really like, I don't know why that bothers me as much as it does, except for the fact that I feel like a lot is missed out on that. And I think it speaks volumes to Kang or the, he, who remains that he does call her Loki. Uh, and like when she, when she sits down, he, he served like Loki, Loki, <laughs> like he is, he is having a ball with this situation. For one thing, he's been waiting for it his entire life. Uh, and, and on top of it, it's just such a bizarre situation to have, you know, like these two variants of the same individual who also is the God of chaos, essentially come have tea and then decide whether or not they're going to kill you, <laughs> you know, like you do. I think that's great. Yeah, um, but I, so I guess the reason why she was a variant in the first place is because Loki was supposed to be a boy. Yeah. She said that, that when they referred to it, she said, because I was got born the goddess of mischief instead of the God of mischief that, but at the same time, we actually don't know that that's the reason. Like yeah. that's the reason she presumes, but she is never told why she is actually taken off the board. And I would not be surprised if we find out in season two that that is not the reason why she was, you know, why, why her universe was pruned. It could be to set all these things in motion because it's, perhaps mm, he mm. remains was getting bored of remaining and wanting to conquer. No. Cause he's gone. Like, I think, I think, well, yeah, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, his variants are like he said, you know, it's not going to be him that we're dealing with. We're going to be dealing with his variants. Yeah, but it, it would be interesting to find out if if all of you know the reason why her you know universe was pruned was specifically to result in a multiverse. Yeah, that, which, no, I like I like that. Well, okay, so the, yeah, because explain to me this: we have no multiverses, and then. He who remains dies and we have multiverses. Okay. Well, and no, when, technically we have multiverses and then he who remains survives the multiversal war. And then we have no more multiverses. Yes. And then we have multiverses again. Right. Um, so when Loki comes back to the TVA, there is another he who remains or Kang or whoever it is there. So how 
the the time period in between there being multiverses and not being multiverses, the time that passed in between there, the however many thousands or millions or whatever of years, what influence can multiverses have on that timeline? Because here's where I'm going with this. Okay. What if the um, he who remains or Kang or whoever that Loki sees in the statue when he comes back was the one who pruned the um, uh, Sylvie's timeline in order to make it so that there would be multiverses so that he would, that is a causal loop. I don't know. That's um... okay. So Kang dies for whatever reason, because it's, it's never fully explained as to why his death is what sets everything into sets the multiverse back into motion. You know what I mean? Like it's never quite clear. Like he's the one, I guess, giving the TVA orders. And so maybe like the moment he dies, he's no longer sending orders to the TVA. Well, which he, knew, means- he knew everything that happened. Right. So I, th- I think that that was the reason why is he knows everything that's going to happen up until a certain point, And that certain point happened then. So the, the question that, I mean, it raises more questions is like, what had he chosen not to kill him and Loki to take over would Loki then know everything that's going to happen in the future for a future period of time because because his knowledge of the future was limited hmm because that, that's that's the thing right so like he who remains is telling the TVA what timelines to prune uh, and giving them direction to make sure that the multiverse doesn't happen so his variants don't take over but he said I don't know what happens after this well so he was guiding the timeline to that point right yeah like so he was guiding everything to this moment in time not and knowing that once that he got to that point he would no longer know what it was going to be right yeah or am, I, he, am i wrong on that he was guiding yeah because he was tired right like that's what he was saying he was like tired of like looking over everything so he wanted to sort of pass the torch and whatnot Right. And so that, and so he was kind of bringing it to that, to that point where, you know, all right, I'm going to bring these, I'm going to bring these two kind of gods of chaos in, and I'm going to let them make the choice as to what, you know, what's going to happen. And either they, you know, either they, they move forward. Like, I mean, he went crazy. Like, let's just be honest. He's been there for eons and by himself talking to a weird, you know, Southern clock lady. <laughs> and, and, you know, <laughs> We've got, uh, um, oh shoot. What's, uh, oh, his girlfriend, Ravona. You got Renslayer, by the way, out there somewhere, potentially pining for you, but maybe she wants your variant. She didn't want you. So there's that. By the way, loved Renslayer and Mobius's dynamic, like their, their relationship. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Of course, once the character was immediately introduced, I think, you know, and this, and this is, is kind of the problem with, comic book movies and, and especially television series because we know the comic books we know the characters and the relationships and the dynamics they're going to have with each other when you're going to introduce Renslayer and deal with like you know time travel and the multiverse and we know that Kang's been cast like you know you're, you're putting the math together and everybody's assuming the timekeepers are either going to be Kang or Kang's going to be you know somewhere in all this like when you find out that there is somebody over beyond the edge of time, you know that it's going to be Kang at this point. So she was kind of a big tip off that we were heading in that direction, uh, but she did a fantastic job. I was glad to see that she survived this and that she's going to continue on. I, I, as far as I know, she's not been confirmed for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, so I'm kind of curious as to whether or not, you know, we will see her 
with that version of Kang, or if we if she's going to really just kind of maintain in kind of the Loki season two world. Yeah, that will be interesting to see. Um, I'm still just hung up on this whole thing where it's like, what happens if they if they take over versus killing him? Well, what do you mean? Like, had they took over, then I think they probably so then they would kind of be in charge of you know making sure that no timeline skews off to create a variant of him right but what i'm saying is is he knew everything up until that point so and and that's what allowed him to do that but like loki doesn't know what's going to happen in the future uh no but they can main like so I'm, i'm guessing that software or you know ai or whatever it is that he created was tracking to see that a variant time like something happened in the course of the timeline somewhere where somebody did something to create a a universe in which a Kang is going to be created. And so now the TVA has to step in and do something about it. So basically you're just essentially managing the TVA. Yeah. I I mean, like, I guess, I guess that's what I don't understand is like, if, if there isn't some sort of special knowledge that he has in order to manage them and tell them what to do, why does killing him matter? And why does managing the TVA matter? Like, why couldn't they just exist? Like why did, why is why is uh he you mean like why 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 does it need us like why not put it on autopilot let miss minutes handle it yeah like i don't that's that's what i don't understand like if that's the situation eh, that's i mean that's a fair point that's a fair point and it's worth noting that i don't believe this was the original conclusion to the series really yeah i think i think the bringing kang in in such a major capacity and having kind of a whole sit down you know willy wonka let me show you how the chocolate factory works situation i think yeah, that was not the intended ending of the show, the original intended ending of the show. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's it's very possible that they, you know, um, they were going to have things go in a different direction. I I don't know, man. I think uh, I you know it 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 may be a bit of a causal loop that creates problems, or maybe not. I think it's a cool playground to play in, and I'm glad we're getting a season two. It would bother me more. If we weren't getting a season two. Yes. Well, un- unless unless this actually tied into the other MCU movies. So like, you know, viewers of the show could at least get closure there. But yeah, the fact that they're doing a season two is, yeah. is cool. I, 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 I really appreciate that. All right. We're going to talk about uh, that. That one specific episode. We've, we've been we spent like this entire episode, man, talking about like the finale, just because the finale is like the most <laughs> fascinating and like. <laughs> groundbreaking aspect of this but we're going to talk about that other really awesome episode here in just a few minutes we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back all right man uh dude let's talk about the void okay Void at the end of time, <laughs> conquered by variant Lokis from a, a bunch of you know an infinite number. We went we went into the Loki verse, my friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, it, was, it was glorious. Oh, it was it was absolutely glorious. Did you have a favorite Loki? Um, either uh, classic costume old man Loki or alligator Loki. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The 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 alligator Loki, the a Loki Gator, a Loki Gator. I don't know what you want to call it, but. Uh, that like the combination of the, the Loki Gator and of course the um, uh, classic Loki man. Okay, classic I love Loki's great dude. 
Yes. Like, I love that we live in this era where people want like the craziness, like they want the crazy costumes. They want the ridiculous spandex. And I think the way in which they introduced it with like, you know, this like celebrated actor with this, you know, uh, is it Richard E. Grant, right? Like this is a, this, this dude has like some major theatrical chops and they put him in the freaking like original Loki loose fit and spandex costume. And yeah. dude freaking nails it. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it worked. It, it worked works. So well. Oh, so, so well. Like that was just brilliance. Total brilliance in both the casting, the ex- execution, uh, seeing him, uh, you know, really tap into like his full magic, seeing kind of, you know, this argument over like, who's the superior Loki? Well, we see who the superior Loki is, right? Like it's, it's this classic version of Loki who, uh, kind of became who he was. And honestly, I mean, again, this gets into the question of like, is it, is it learning to love? Is it learning to be sacrificial? If the person you're loving is yourself, is if who you're sacrificing for is yourself, <laughs> maybe that's the tension they want us to live in with this series, right? Like, because even with classic Loki, you know, he does this like heroic thing, except again, it was for himself to go and kill a dude. So yeah. <laughs> like we're I just mean, seeing like villains being villains. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You know, ultimately, you know, yeah, he's doing this for someone else who happens to be himself, who's also going to exact revenge on the people responsible for putting them there in the first place. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not a very not a, like they're not saving anybody. They're not doing it to, you know, protect anything. They're doing it for themselves to exact revenge for themselves. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like it is it is absolutely like just villains doing villainous stuff for villainous reasons. And it works because there are no heroes. Everybody's a villain here. It's like, it's kind of like uh, Arkham, uh, Arkham, Arkham City, Arkham City rules. You can go around, you can punch anybody on the street. It's fine. They're all villains. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to worry about it. Like drive your tank ship thing right into somebody because why not? That's... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everybody on the street is like a criminal. So, you know, whatever. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And so like, there's kind of like, oh, everybody in this multiverse, everybody outside of the multiverse, they're all villains, Uh, either trying to to kill everything that's not supposed to be there or send everything into chaos. And so it it absolutely works, man. The 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 image uh, that we first get introduced to classic Loki, kid Loki, boastful Loki and Loki Gator uh, was like, I mean, I just I was like, oh, man, I want the poster. I want the album. I don't know what this is, but I want it. I want all of it. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, seeing that alligator, that alligator and then just like the color scheme and everything. I think, Bell, I think we need to have, I think we need to have a crew of Loki, like a, uh, a Mardi Gras crew of Loki. I mean, you know, it worked. We could all be variants. Like, I mean, I could be variant Loki for Halloween and not change anything about me and just be like, I'm variant Loki. I, I'm just a really lame variant. Oh, dude, my sister and her husband, they're going as variant Loki. They're going as Loki and Sylphie. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and so like, like, that's the thing you've got. You could and you could create your own variants of Loki and it works. I think I think so, I think a Loki crew needs to happen. For one thing, the Mardi Gras colors, it's right there. I mean, like you just had a splash <laughs> of purple and you're done. Uh, but the other factor, too, is most of like the famous crews are all named after like, you know, Roman gods. So if we take kind of the whole calendar thing that we talked about at the beginning of the show, <laughs> yeah, it fits. So I'm just saying it's on my bucket list at some point to start a Mardi Gras crew and crew of Loki is a, uh, is a contender. That's all I'm saying. 
Yeah. I yeah. think it, especially and you have the Loki Gator to like, you know, be at the, the front of the parade. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Bit off be, President Loki's hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be it would be fantastic. I you know, so I think the way that the marketing was done, the implication was that we were going to be spending more time. We didn't know it was the void where it was going to happen, but I thought we, you know, that we were going to be spending more time with these variant Lokis. Uh, how do you feel that it was only kind of condensed down to one episode? Uh, I, th- I think that's okay. Um, like as, as we started seeing more about the TVA and stuff, like I thought it was going to be kind of a, like an anthology sort of thing where like each episode is going to be a different variant focused mm-hmm. and there wasn't going to be like an overarching timeline. And I thought that might've been kind of neat. Um, especially after seeing, you know, the void episode that came on there, but, um, yeah. And, and, and so we spend time with that variant, with the, the regular variant, the in-game variant. And then we see all these other variants and it's like, Ooh, these are fun. (laughs) (laughs) And so like maybe doing an anthology show with different episodes with these different Lokis would be, would be neat, but you know, we, we kind of got a flavor of their background in the, um, void episode. So that was, that was kind of good. Yeah. I just, I feel like there's so many stories there to tell. Like, and you know, I, I get that it probably doesn't make sense to do like to return there in, in the future series, but I hope they figure out some way to to have some fun because I, I think that I, I, for one thing, it made for great marketing material. Everybody was super hyped. The president Loki in particular, I feel like you saw him everywhere. And yeah. then he was in the show for like two seconds. Yeah, that was interesting too. Is like the, yeah, the, the way they presented that was, you know, I, I felt like that was going to be part of it. And uh, it was, it was part of it, but it was a, it was a much smaller part than I'd anticipated. More, more Loki, you know, in a show called Loki, they gave us a lot of Lokis. I I kind of wanted more Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of Loki there. Did you think that, or was the implication that like all of the people that were following President Loki were Loki? They were all Lokis, yeah, of course. They were so every single one of those people were Loki. Every single person, yeah, in the void basically was a Loki. I think. Interesting. I love that man. I love. I mean, again, it really just kind of speaks to the nature of him being a deity. And you know, like you think about, like, of course, of of all of the people of across all the multiverse, why would this one person be the one to have their variants like survive and and exist? And like, you know, they talk about it because, like, well, we always lose. Like, uh, true, but it's also because you're like the gods of chaos, like, and you're literally exist i mean again trickster gods sure and i mean like that that's true but a trickster ultimately like a a god of mischief is a god of chaos and i love the idea of playing around with that and so having kind of at the end of time the result of this kind of fascist control of the the universe is the universe pushes back with an infinite amount of like chaotic gods you know yeah like you have one god of order you're not gonna have one god of chaos you're gonna have like an infinite amount and I just think this, it's such a great playground if they want to revisit that. Uh, of all the Disney Plus series, Loki is the only one thus far that has been announced with a season two. Yeah. And I, as I we record really, this podcast. Yeah. And I think it's really the only one that would really work with a season two. I think probably what if will be. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. What if what if would work with a season two? Um, we don't really need. A, I don't know if we need a season two of wandavision because she's going to feature in in movies and we're and and vision's going to come back at some point so uh we'll we'll get a continuation of that story same thing with uh uh, captain and the winter soldier um sam's going to be in captain america 4 
um, you know, Winter Winter Soldier is going to be in movies in the future as an Avenger for sure. What if I would I'd love to see these more what if stories, sure. Um, but they don't really have an overall impact on anything, so it would make sense to to make more of them. But uh, yeah, like I kind of want to see where they're going with this multiverse stuff, and um, I, I think it's probably too much to explore in just the multiverse of madness and maybe even quantum mania. So like having a, a, another season of this show to sort of follow Loki and the aftermath of this decision is, is something that would work, but we'll see. I, mean, I would love to see a, what if Loki crossover? Yeah. You know that what I mean? would be neat too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you do get the sense that what if only exists because of Loki? Yeah. Like what if, yeah, <laughs> Loki shattered the timeline and now we have all these what ifs. Right. Uh, and these are timelines that are most certainly happening. Uh, now that you know he who remains is dead, and um, I think that's I think that's cool, and I think it'd be really neat to see Loki pop up in What If in some sort of odd crossover. Yeah, and I, I'd be shocked if we didn't if we didn't see that. We obviously have already seen various variants of Loki in What If, and I'm looking forward to talk about that series, man. Coming up, uh, I, I guess in two weeks we'll be talking about that. Um, one of the things I've noticed, man, like there's just so much about this series we didn't get a chance to talk about on this episode. And and that is one of the, like the drawbacks of talking about it as a season as a whole, as opposed to being able to like analyze it from episode to episode. So I don't know, man. It's uh it's it's been an interesting process going through some of these Disney Plus shows, uh, especially like thicker ones like this that have so much of a large implication. Um let me ask you this one last question before we start kind of uh, wrapping things up. Kang, are we is 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 it our assumption that Kang is the new Thanos? We've talked about this a little bit before, and I think that was has been the overall assumption up until recently. But what are what are your thoughts? Is Kang the new Thanos? I mean, I think it would make sense. So you know, we had um, we had the first threat, which was the Chitari and Loki, uh, which brought the Avengers together, and then we had um, Ultron, who. Um, seems kind not really out of place per se but like you know uh it it was still it was a a a global threat so like you know you you had the shatari invasion was localized and um the you know dropping the giant chunk of rock in sokovia would have been more of a global threat and then thanos made it a cosmic threat and i wonder if they're going to follow that trend because i mean you can't how do you how do you go from like cosmic threat to where like i think they're going to bring it back down and we're going to have the you know the next avengers film the phase four avengers film be something a little uh a little more contained um and then it will escalate as everything goes on and then it would make sense for for a kang style big bad right i just don't know if kang is big enough you know despite i mean like here's the thing kang is the villain of iron of of, uh ant-man right like of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Kang is like, uh, thus far, he has been kind of confirmed to be the villain. Well, that would be interesting to have him there. And yeah, so. So that's the thing. If he's there as the villain, that doesn't exactly set him up to be an Avengers level villain. If he's kind of already a villain in another show or in another movie. Well, unless it's a situation where, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of variants of, um, of he who remains and yeah, so that's true however i don't know i just don't know man i think i think that um i think that we're gonna see kang be around 
I don't think he's going to be the next Thanos. I don't think they're going to even try to do another Thanos. I think Thanos is Thanos. I think we're going to see Kang as like a mini Thanos, if you will. Like the next, you know, quote unquote, Thanos level threat, I think is Galactus. Yeah. But that's probably like phase seven. Yeah. I think that they, I think that you've got um, with, with Kang, you've got the opportunity to really bring the fantastic four in, in a, in a fun way. If they choose, I think that, um, you know, obviously we're going to see him play a, a large role, not just in Ant-Man and the Wasp, but also again in Loki. Um, so, I mean, like we, we know that he's going to be like an active villainous entity in some capacity. We've seen, you know, the, the multiverse is kind of the theme of phase four. So, you know, and Kang is essentially the, the conqueror of the multiverse. So it makes sense that he's going to be more than just a one-off Ant-Man villain. Um, we've already seen that to be the case. Why, why on earth set up, you know, an Ant-Man villain here unless we're also kind of setting up something larger? But I just don't see him being, I don't, I don't think 10 years from now we're going to be com- like, like battling, th- uh, battling Kang. Well, so so maybe he'll be like the first Avengers. Maybe that will be how they bring it down. Is like you I th- know, I think you're right. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I think. Well, I you know I do think that uh, I, you know I do I do think you're onto something. I would not be surprised if you know Avengers Four, uh, the quest for peace ends up being <laughs> <laughs> uh, ends up being a lot more like. Um, you mean Avengers Five? Uh, in game yeah unless, i guess that's unless you true. consider um infinity war and in game one movie which i kind of do anytime christy and i watch one of them like we always we always like if we want to watch either one of them we watch both of them okay all right <laughs> Take, fair together enough. yeah avengers five uh gosh there aren't really that many five movies i mean there's fast five but you can't really avengers five is already like a fast five type of you know parody name or, so I'd, yeah the five and the furious oh no, that the, no. The, the, <laughs> that doesn't yeah. work. Oh no, no, no! It, it would be it would be Avengers, but the V is a Roman numeral. Ah, Bell, you did it again. Yep. Well done. Yep. Well done. All right. So, uh, wait. So if, if that's the so case, a five Avengers, a five Avengers, a five Avengers. All right. So an Alpha Avengers, <laughs> <laughs> an A five Avengers. Um, the uh, I my, my guess is we're probably going to be dealing with the Dark Avengers. Like I think that's what it's going to be. Um. Oh, no, Bell, that means it'll be Avengers V Dark Avengers, but the V will not just be versus, it'll be five. <laughs> so Avengers five Dark Avengers, Avengers V Dark Avengers, it would work perfectly. And that, that I mean, that would be a good low level setup. Yeah. For, you know, the first. Because the emotional the first, stakes like, are high. Yeah, yeah. It's not world ending, but it means a lot to our heroes who are trying to establish themselves in a post classic Avengers world in a post snap world. And I think, you know, it's really kind of a, you know, I think if you take, if, if what we've been getting in all of these uh, miniseries and all of these Disney plus series is kind of a taste of what's going on in the larger, you know, universe, I think it makes sense to take these little components and blow them up big, but we got with, Sam trying to, or not trying to, but it's Sam essentially becoming Captain America and the, you know, the country dealing with that reality. Uh, I think, you know, that will be true of a lot of people stepping into the role of the, these heroes that have come before. 
uh, that they're going to have very similar challenges. There'll be kind of similar stories to tell there. So I think, I think we could see something like that. I think we could definitely see Kang pop back up, especially once the Fantastic Four are kind of introduced as, and, and so we get kind of Fantastic Four teaming up with the Avengers to go to a cosmic level threat, which is also going to be, you know, we, we, we take care of him and somehow that's going to be the final piece that unlocks the key to bring Galactus to earth. Yeah. That's, that's, that's maybe, I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Any uh, any final thoughts about Loki? Uh, Thanos copter, really cool. I thought. That oh was an my gosh! Easter yes, egg. yes. Um, Throg, that was an excellent Easter egg. I kind of feel bad. These like stuck in the like <laughs> stuck in the void forever, man. It's tragic. We, we need we need some some Throg. Give me some Throg. Yeah, let's get some Throg. Somebody needs to get in into the void and rescue Throg, please. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought those things were really neat. Ah, and yes. I like the show overall. Um, I think it was. Uh, as far as like what I was expecting from like a Marvel show that sort of like reaches out and touches the rest of the MCU, I think it gave exactly that. Um, and yeah, I think it makes sense to give it a second season. Um, I'm kind of curious to see what's gonna what's going on with the TVA like after all of that happens. So yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, it was a fun ride for sure. Six seasons in a movie. Hey, six seasons in a movie. All right, let's see it. Let's see it. Let's make it happen. All right, yes, we, uh, Loki overall, I'm giving this one a five out of five. I feel like I've complained, like pointed out things that bothered me, but ultimately, like, I loved this show. Like, I, 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 I loved this show so much, and I want, I want another one. I loved it. It was great. Five out of five for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think I'll agree. Uh, there wasn't anything that really bothered me about it. Um, and based off my ratings of the other ones, uh, I think I'll have to give it a five out of five. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. That's our thoughts. Let us know what your thoughts are as well. Hit us up on Twitter at flash TV talk. Uh, yes. And uh, I, what else you gotta do? You gotta do facebook.com slash flash TV talk, uh, support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash TV talk. Got some big announcements coming your way. I think next week or maybe the week after next, it's the week after next. That's when it's coming. It's coming your way. We'll tell you all about it then. Uh, and until then, for me, for Belle, for Belle's mom, hi mom, have a mischievous day.